So as far as setting you up on Earth, I think the ideal would be to set up colonies well away from here, closer to your ideal environment, and then set up a, I don't know, strike base near Boston where comfort and amenities are not such a high priority. The Living Hive can facilitate very fast travel between locations, so that does sound ideal. It would take a while to set up, but would be worth it, in our opinion. Yeah, we've just got to have some place close enough where it's viable for new recruits to be able to hide out and recuperate for a little bit before leaving the danger zone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, are we finding a hive place first, or are we infiltrating this pool first? We've got to have a hive place first, right? Because we've got to have access to food for this whole thing to work. Okay. And if we do have, and if we do have ones to get free, we have to have somewhere for them to go. I don't think setting up a hive is itself a mission, because I don't think... I think you should be able to find a space that they can begin digging, and once they're underground, they can set up what they need. Mm -hmm. Um, Setting up a forward operating base will be a little more difficult, but I don't think it's more than a couple of rolls. So, how are you all finding these locations, and where are you putting them? Should I take us to the map of Boston that we haven't been to in a hot minute? Mm. I forgot we even had a map of Boston. So. <laughs> <laughs> what does that tell you? Um, let me save some rolls because I, uh, we already have all of the information that we need to be able to make this choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I hacked a construction company's computer database which means that I almost certainly have geological surveys of Boston. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And probably all of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Or at least a a good portion of the area around. Yeah. (sighs) We have their money and their maps. (laughs) Well, probably not their money anymore. We have a lot of their money, but probably like not an infinite amount of it anymore. Uh huh. Uh, I need to make y'all like a map of all of Massachusetts because uh, <laughs> y'all, this game has expanded quite a bit. Um, okay, yeah, but you can find a spot. Sure thing. Um, let's. Uh, I was say, I, have the. Um, I think the big question the- is: Do we want? Oh, sorry. Go on, Jen. No, I was. Do they have enough taxons between them that they could be working on both the forward site and the 
home base at the same time because obviously they, each of the ships that travelled here would have had their own like little bit of living hive mm-hmm. to feed the taxons on the journey. So are they? Do they have enough resources with our help to like be working on both simultaneously? Uh, yes. They probably don't want too many taxons digging the forward operating base at once anyway, um, mm-hmm. because they're going to have to work in tighter quarters and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, they definitely have enough people for that kind of thing. Um, Adrian will offer his pincers. <laughs> uh, they will accept your help. Um, Dante will print off big copies of all of these <laughs> these maps. Uh, Kel is gonna spend this time now that it's less life and death, um, getting to grips with the Howler ship. Mm-hmm. And finding what tech is on there. Okay. And making sure we understand it and also, you know, because like, we're, we're more familiar with bug fighters, but the howlers is a completely different thing. Um, anything we can use, anything we really don't want being used, all of that jazz. Okay. Uh... Benny will participate in that endeavor. All right. Give me a... Um, uh, you, uh, give me a roll. You know what you're rolling. Uh-huh. Nice. That's a six, baby. That is, in fact, a six. Very good. Um, if I'm getting help from Benny, I'll, I could roll an extra and see if I crit. Yeah. Go for it. I did not, but that was close. <laughs> Righty. So you rolled a six on that uh, roll to figure out what was going on with the with the howler ship. So mm-hmm. things that you find out about the howler ship: one, it is armed to the teeth with a variety of really nasty fucking weapons. Um, cool. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you've got things that are similar to Draken beams. You've got, uh, like, I don't know how you pronounce it. Fletchet guns. Fletchet. Um, Fletchet guns. And, uh, it, what appear to be, like, Gatling gun type things. Um, mm-hmm. with, with, like, metal slugs in them um and uh some kind of like bladed weaponry that it doesn't really make sense to have on a ship but apparently they'll use this ship to just ram shit uh Mm -hmm. think think um every uh like big fuck off zombie apocalypse vehicle you've seen yeah you know yeah 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 um you know i'm thinking a little bit like a little bit the reavers from like mm-hmm. firefly serenity a mm-hmm. little bit fucking mad max mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. it's a nightmare machine cool cool, yeah. cool yeah is there anything on here that doesn't just kill things is there anything designed not to kill things um 
Any tools? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's I mean, fine. most most of the tools they have are similar tools like you would find on a York ship. You know, they have, like, scanners and some uh, cloaking technology that is different from the Yerks. Um, like, it, it mm-hmm. is coded differently, essentially, so it... Um, okay. So, you know, it's not going to be... something I won't have to cry about. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Cool, cool, um, cool. But, yeah, for the most part, you definitely get the vibe that this... This machine and these howlers that were using it were, like, their only goal for anything is just to kill things. Mm. So. This is some big dead dove do not eat energy right here, I gotta say, Dan. (laughs) Like, <laughs> I don't really I know. know what you expected. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Oh. Uh. What were you rolling for there, Benny? Uh, Benny hugs the spaceship. Hugs it? Yes. Oh, my Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you, do a re- you give it a really good hug, I guess. Um, what, what is your intent? This is my new best friend. Oh, Fucking, oh, mm. I see. Okay, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. got it. Um, yeah, you give it a really good hug, um, and it does nothing because it's an unfeeling machine built by uh, sociopathic aliens. So Listen, we've all been there. We've all had a weird calendar date. <laughs> 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 Aren't you friends so glad to be on podcast with me? <laughs> All the time. Every time I record. Every time. Great. Cool. So there's a real mixed energy happening in the howler ship right now, is what I'm understanding. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a fun time um. in the club. The transport ship is just like the other transport ship um, mm-hmm. that you know. Um, the taxons have done a slightly uh, more um, finessed job of removing it from Yerk uh, systems uh, than, you know, just jamming a screwdriver in it. But uh, Excuse me! <laughs> Rude! <laughs> I am an engineer. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Jamming a screwdriver in a step one. <laughs> yeah. The whole process. Yeah, then you've got to throw it because it's going to explode now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <coughs> uh, cool. So where on this map of Massachusetts are you setting up the taxons for... Just give me a general area for their uh, main hive. It's got to be like further out, right? Where it starts getting hillier, if I'm reading the topography of this map Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, the kind of yellowy-er areas are more mountainous. 
What are we thinking, gang? Thinking somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of the uh, southwest corner of Massachusetts, very near to its border with whatever the fuck state is underneath it. Connecticut? Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, in a kind of mountainous area with a uh, river nearby. Sounds good. Um, all right, let's move back. Well, let me mark this so I don't fucking forget. Circle. Taxon Hive. There. Um, and we moved the Hork Bajir like much closer to Boston. Uh, and I think further south, I definitely remember us going mm-hmm. through state lines, getting them out. Okay, so like around here. Um, or currently. Because I, I think we looked up a new national park. Yeah. We I did. can't remember where exactly it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. I recall frantic Googling at the time. <laughs> oh, wait, I remember where it was. Oh, where was that? Hey! It was at the Miles Standard State Forest. Which Can is you... down in here. Okay, word. Ah! Oh, yeah. I got somebody in this podcast has a good sense of geography. <laughs> cool. Okay. For my notes. Very good. Love to actually remember things. Uh, all right. So we're in Boston. Uh, are you setting up this uh, forward base? That's a good question. (laughs) What are these green patches up above? Well, I suppose we don't want to be that far up. Those are like park areas. Um, Yeah. I can't remember where exactly uh, we know the Yerk Pool is. This here is the downtown area. Um, Yeah. And so it's basically under the downtown area. Um, Okay. It is very large, so it's under many of these points here. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, maybe one of these park areas, like, Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. near the zoo? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Or Mm -hmm. maybe this one over here so we can have boat access. That sounds good. Smart man. All right. Uh, so let me mark that while I'm thinking about it. Cool. Uh, Adrian, you said you were helping with that. Yes. Um, you morphed taxon. Um, you've morphed taxon before, so it's not too difficult for you. It still sucks. Um, but you're in you're in this kind of weird limbo of not quite as malnourished as the taxons with the yurks, but definitely not as nourished as the living hive taxons. Um, because like the, the 
lack of nutrients and hell hunger is epigenetically like coded into the taxon's DNA because mm-hmm. trauma does that. <laughs> um, yep. And so like it still sucks. You definitely suffer more from hunger than some of these other taxons do, but they are really gracious about it. Um, <laughs> basically like, yeah, we've all been there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, let's see what kind of, for just digging out the hive itself, I think there's, there's no role needed, like taxons dig and they do it extremely well. Um, and it's not a pretty process. Um, like, especially for you, digging as a taxon is more just like you're eating the dirt, mm-hmm. um, like an earthworm. Um, and, uh, you're extracting what few little nutrients you can get out of the soil. Um, in this kind of forested area, it's more than it would be like in the city. Um, but it's still not a lot. Uh, and so it's just like the act of digging just makes you hungry. Um, and turning your attention to digging, like, it's a matter of, um, it's the taxon brain is basically telling itself like just keep eating more dirt because if i maybe if i just eat enough dirt i can satisfy this hunger um and so there are a couple of times where like some of the other taxons have to interrupt you and stop you um because you're you're digging just almost mindlessly Mm -hmm. um And they have to kind of, like, bring you back to the present um, and stop you from digging, make you demorph and rest. Uh, And they do this for each other, too. Like, they are not immune to this effect. It's just they knew to expect it. Um, But you get this hive kind of dug out. Um, Once the... uh, you know, the the hive tenders come in and they set up some of the living hive here. Um, and they get that growing. And you notice that where the living hive grows, it seems to um, eat up the kind of, like, slime dirt that the taxon just kind of leaves behind as it digs. Um, And the living hive kind of like eats this up and uh, even like a a day or so after the digging, you can see the living hive like spreading from its small little patch. Um, And the area that it is in seems like really rich dirt. Um, So... 
Yeah, only just letting me rant about spec bio. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the whole time when Adrian is like not just mindlessly digging, he is probably giving the taxons a crash course in like human culture and what to mm-hmm. expect in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as fair warning kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. you know he tries to be educational. Mm-hmm. When he can think to be, to, when he can think to be so, yeah, I think there is a really nice kind of exchange of uh, cultural information. Like you talk, um, and it's pretty nice. Um, the it like one of the taxons that's there can speak um, Gallard, which Andalite Wikipedia kind of like can partially translate for you um and uh so you like um you're able to have an exchange of ideas kind of thing even if it's not if it's somewhat more one-sided because you can thought speak and they can't okay now you have these two hives set up what are you going to do about the Yerk pool? All right. First off, uh, Dante is going to go and do what he does best, which is interpersonal communication. Uh-huh. Um, he's going to go talk. He's going to go hunt down the, the Andalites. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where does Dante find the Andalites? Uh, they're mostly... I think at some point y'all gave them like uh, a wing of the massive uh, ship that we own. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That they essentially moved all of the bunk beds out of. So it's a more open space. Yeah. We put down some nice Um, hay. Yeah. Essentially. (laughs) Um, And, you know, they've got some computer parts strewn around everywhere because they've been like building things. Uh, in their downtime that they have a lot of. Um, but you f- you find them all kind of just like chilling out there. Um, and uh, being quiet and calm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Dante comes in and is like knocks on the door frame, then immediately walks in before anyone gives him permission to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, hey, what was that? And he gestures back toward, like, upstairs. Uh, I think Solon is, like, at a computer and turns one stock eye back at you and doesn't answer. And Aksamiri, uh, is the one who steps forward, um, and is like... We did not anticipate uh, and they seem to be choosing their words extremely carefully because at this point they have been around you enough <laughs> um, Dante will figure and, out how and, to throw a big horse overboard as well <laughs> exactly and and they they kind of 
recognize the the kind of rules around here, mm-hmm. right? That clearly these humans are way more accepting of just whatever fucking alien decides to walk up. I mean, once um, one alien walks up, like it, the, the, by the time you get to the fifth one, it just kind of becomes normal now. For humans, yeah. Um, and so they they recognize that like tolerance is the word here um and so and so they are choosing their words extremely carefully and they say we did not expect the delegation we were intercepting to be taxons okay that's fair due to a lot of time displacement we weren't expecting them immediately so i'll give you guys that one are we going to have a fucking issue? Uh, Solon's single stock eye turns back forward and all four eyes are staring at the computer. And Aximiri says, uh, no, we shouldn't have an issue. Are they going to stay on the ship? Um, not all of them. To be determined. How many might? Maybe none? Don't know. Need to talk to them. We're working on, we are actively working on setting up, like, at least a primary home not on the ship, because they don't want to be on the ship. Uh, please let us know where on the ship they will be, so that we can avoid any future issues. Why do you need to avoid them? Also, why are you the only one talking to me? <laughs> Uh, I think Kaseth is just, like, over in the corner, like, on a fucking data pad. Very pointedly on a data pad. Yeah, like, I don't have a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) this is their, this is their thing. Um, and Aksamiri, uh, just kind of sighs, um, and they're like, we recognize that these are free taxons who are fighting against the Yerks and are therefore extremely valuable allies. However, that does not necessarily erase over a decade's worth of uh, thought experience against taxon controllers who were perhaps significantly less uh, companionable. Fair. <laughs> and I think Kaseth, it just over in the corner, is like, Solon's afraid of them. <laughs> Did you know, Dante says, I can understand that it's hard to make your brain process stuff. But just a fun fact. Like, the second ever Andalite I ever saw ate the first Andalite I ever saw. And we let you guys on the boat just fine. So. We will be more informative. That was... I mean, we had the intention of telling everybody, but we... We didn't realize that we had, there was a lot of time stuff. 
we had every intention of telling everybody that a bunch of taxons were coming to the ship. We just didn't have time to actually explain that because time time got weird there for a little while. So that's fair. Y'all are on this boat. You deserve to know that. But that goes for everybody that's on the boat. And you maybe need to look, deal with your shit. It's not their fault that you have shit. You guys good? Do you need any more oats or whatever you guys do down here? <laughs> I think Examiri was kind of like nodding solemnly. <laughs> and then and I then made fun of throw- them directly. Yeah, and then they're just like, yeah, okay. Uh, we're fine. <laughs> and just turns his back, their back on you. Uh <laughs> Dante can't be too too nice to anybody mm-hmm, at any mm-hmm. given time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they walk over to Solon, and uh, you can, in the way that you can kind of tell whenever anyone is talking in thought speak and you're not included, mm-hmm. they're speaking together in thought speak, um, effectively whispering. Um, but it doesn't seem mean, na- like it doesn't seem like bad natured. It's just like Aximiri talking to Solon about the whole business. I would like it to be known Dante's only mean to the fascist aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. He's he's got a great record. Uh the the <laughs> listen. Uh while the taxons uh document in my Google Drive is uneven taxons. The Andalites document in my Google Drive is asshole Andalites. <laughs> <laughs> I have an agenda and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> the taxons and Horkbazir deserve better. Uh, and the only Andalites worth anything are the ones who are learning and dealing with their shit. All right. Okay. So. I've had a bit of a think. And I know if we want to use a weird machinery and to cover up the sounds of digging. I think I figured out how we're going to do how to do that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to hack the city of Boston's computer system and I'm going to put in a work order for a bunch of street uh, work to be done directly above the Yerk pool. Of course you are. That's pretty fucking inspired, actually. (laughs) It sucks when I'm... (laughs) What sucks is Dante has terrible but also good plans. And you have no idea which one's going to come out of my mouth at any given time. (laughs) So what I'm thinking is, um, Danielle, can you please read the dealios to us? Oh, yes. Uh, fuck. Hold on. Uh, don't have my own goddamn game open. Um, I'm sure it's here somewhere. I was definitely working on it the other day. 
It's in the, the quickest ways to get it from here. God, I love this new version that it actually has a fucking outline. <laughs> so, so nice. I did really good. <laughs> All right. Uh, there are five different types of plans. Uh, assault. Do violence to a target. Uh, deception. Lure, trick, or manipulate. Defense. Guard a location, person, or object. Stealth. Trespass unseen. Social. Negotiate, bargain, or persuade. So I do think this I is... I hate to say it. Oh, go on. Sorry. I feel like, I hate to say it, but I feel like there's, there's like two aspects to the plan, but the biggest one is going to be stealth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like we don't have a good track record with stealth missions. <laughs> yeah. Listen, well, how, like we're, we now the, the team is now set up to be just so much better at stealth. We've got so many more pips of Tinker. <laughs> <laughs> you yep. know, Tinker, the, the playbook that gains XP through <laughs> chaos and mayhem. Yeah. That uh -huh. playbook. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the stealth part of the mission is clearly the, the taxon team and whoever's with the taxons sneaking into the Yerk pool slash digging into the Yerk pool. Um, uh, uh, and the other part of the plan is this distraction slash cover, uh, operation. Yeah, though that doesn't technically require us to physically be there, it just... Okay. Well, somebody's got to... Okay. No, no, somebody does need to probably be... Okay, because like if we just put a bunch of street crews there, somebody's going to try and call in about it because I forgot that the bad guys literally control the entire government of the city of Boston. Uh-huh. So somebody does need to be on comm intercepts. I mean, I'll, I'll do I'm the best at talking to people. Mm hmm. <laughs> As evidenced by me being mean to the horses. <laughs> I was originally going to have Adrian be with the taxon crew, but uh, since we need a talker. Well, I've got Benny. Mm. He's good <clears throat> at talking, right? Benny, how many pips and talk good do you got? One. <laughs> yes, yes, more me. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Can you officially, Meanwhile, hey, Danielle, in the next version of the game, can you change whatever stat Richard just quoted to me to talk <laughs> good? <laughs> sure. I got two. I got, I got two pips and talk like a jerk. <laughs> That's talk bad. <laughs> Are we going to seriously split the party again? <laughs> when have we ever not? Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> yeah, every fucking time something goes horribly wrong for somebody. <laughs> the it's thing is, by splitting the party, for, that's for the thing is by splitting I, the party. That means it only goes horribly wrong for somebody, not everybody. See, it's it's yeah, tactics. Exactly. We never know. We never know who it's going to go bad for. <laughs> there is no fucking consistency to who is involved in which part, and it just will go wrong for somebody. And it always changes. Yes. (sighs) (sighs) Who's going on what team then? So let me just clarify. Uh, Distraction slash cover team is basically just doing the part where they draw attention to these street cleaners, but also make people believe that they're there legitimately. Yeah. The street clean, they're not really cleaning so much as they're like, basically Dante's going to put in a work order that we need to like pull, rip up all the payment pavement, or there's Mm -hmm. like trouble with the sewer system. So they have to dig through, like basically he's going to put in, there's like a fake problem that requires a significant amount of jackhammering why don't we just blow up a water main I don't want to actually it's it's just as easy (laughs) (laughs) I just I'm picturing this conversation (laughs) happening and it makes me incredibly fucking happy me Jay I'm just mm, living I mean, two seconds with a pipe bomb and a storm drain, and we we, we have this, you know, all covered. Dante pulling Benny's side. Listen, just Kel's been having a problem with the explosions. I'm trying to limit the number of explosions we use. <laughs> It'll be an underground explosion. You'll hardly notice. <laughs> That's a compelling argument. <laughs> But then we still have to interrupt. The thing is, we've got to interrupt comms, right? Because we've got to keep it going. And if somebody, like, if the taxons call in. Because also, they're going to work longer on a problem that's not there. They're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong? I'm saying this out of character because Kel is not involved in the explosive talk. It's a really good way as a get-out clause is just to, like, blow some water mains and clear out. It's a really good disengagement move yeah. to have in the back pocket. Start, start with a fake problem and then end with a real problem. <laughs> or start with a small real problem. Blow up one water main. Blow up one one (laughs) water main. Make it seem worse. Put in calls for lots of breaks all along the water mains. And then really blow up lots of water mains on our way out. I feel like we're being very mean to a lot of people who are not going to have water. (laughs) (laughs) not really their fault. (laughs) 
Um, I mean, I'm also fine with explosions. Well, Keller's on a team tunnel, mm -hmm. so because he's going to need to have somebody on that side. That this is going to be Benny things. and Dante sitting in a van with a bunch of like fucking radio equipment. <laughs> Intercepting fucking calls. All right. So Benny and Dante, uh, Adrian and Kel, with the taxons. I feel like we need a representative of the taxons here. Uh, hey, shrug. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Uh. So, um, dear listeners, as you might remember, Shrog played uh, Grehesk uh, during our Uneven Taxons game uh, and has agreed to reprise his role uh, as Grehesk for this mission, which I'm sure will go great. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm hearing a two-pronged mission we got dig team which is stealth probably and uh the the distract kind of team which honestly sounds kind of like social maybe deception or deception okay um, i've just realized this is team chaos without a supervisor <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> Oh August. boy, we've done it again. <laughs> yep, it'll be fine. The it bright, mm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, the pained expression you hear in my voice is Kel's face when they realize that Dante and Benny are going to be left unsupervised mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. They, Dante and Benny, uh, they have one tip of talk. Good, we're going to be fine. <laughs> yep, definitely. Um. Grehesk, uh, since you are the guest here, uh, I will ask you to roll the engagement roll in a moment. Okay. Um, <laughs> so before we do that, though, um, why don't you tell us about the playbook that you have picked for Grehesk? Uh, yes. So I have chosen to make them the strategist playbook. Oh, good. Uh, just so everyone knows where my knives are directed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. Oh, I thought you were going to also be uh, the technician. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that okay. would have been really funny, though. Uh, cool. All right. What happens in Blades in the Dark when everybody's just running the same goddamn playbook? <laughs> I mean, you just have everybody running the same playbook. Uh, there's nothing against it, just like there's nothing against having a party full of bards. Um all right, so engagement. Uh, start with one die for sheer luck, then add or subtract dice according to any major advantages or disadvantages your characters have. Actually, we should roll for the cover team first because that will influence the digging team. Uh, so cover team, you start with one D for sheer luck. The target is a higher tier than you for sure. Subtract one D. Well. Your target is kind of the city of Boston. 
Are you telling me we're a higher tier than the city of Boston? We're no, tier I was going to call it. I was going to call it a wash, um, just because you have a lot of resources on your side that help with hacking things. Um, but uh, also, yes, you're the kind of shit y'all do is a higher tier than the city of Boston. Hey, uh, <laughs> like their IT department is not prepared for this kind of bullshit. Um, is the plan particularly bold or daring? Uh, not really, but it's also not overly complex or contingent on many factors. Uh, does the plan's detail exploit the target's vulnerabilities? You're using bureaucracy to hurt them. Yes. Um, does the target have particular defenses against this approach? They are basically all yerked at this point. I mean, not the dudes on so, the ground, like, you know. Well, but the people running the the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might take a die away from that. Uh, are any of your allies pro- or contacts providing aid or insight? Yes, you've got a bunch of allies who can help with this. Um, is anyone directly interfering? No. Are there any other elements to consider? Um... No, I don't think so. That gives you two dice. So distraction team, go for it. Okay. Want me to roll? Alrighty. Do you want me to roll? Oh, no, I already... That's five. Five. Okay. So you start in a risky position. Mm -hmm. Um, So... What does Dante just like spinning this up look like? Okay, so it's the. I think it's like so so like maybe like a two days before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Dante and Benny just wandering around downtown, probably with somebody else's face. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of going to some water mains, some, like, major junction hub. Like, basically, we pull up all those plans we already have, right? And we figure out where mm-hmm. all the water mains are in the area that we need to be. And we plant some small, some small, like, RC-controlled charges there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we let them wait. Uh, and then we like, we blow one and when, uh, Mm -hmm. the call, like we wait for the call to come in and when the report comes in, when it hits the system, Dante's going to change it to make it sound like it's way worse, like sound like it's underground sort of situation. Mm -hmm. 